Hey Hey y'all! And welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Generation podcast, where we bring you a not-so-healthy dose of humor and reality as we get our hands dirty with some serious nostalgia and question everything. Let's dive in. Hey Hey y'all! It's Misty. It's Ani. And we have a special guest today for appearing on our podcast for the very first time, my dear and lifelong friend, Ariel. Hi! (laughs) Ariel is joining us to watch The Order of the Phoenix. I cannot wait to hear what a teacher's perspective has to be on on Umbridge herself. Yes. Ariel Um, is a teacher, and she's been a teacher for now, I believe, five years as of this year? Yes. This is my fifth year. You've survived five years of these. (laughs) Bless your heart and your patience. That's like five six years longer than i would have made it because you did like student teaching and stuff like that too so like that's way longer than i would have yeah, was another what, year so six. What, what age range uh i have second grade so there's seven eight year olds <laughs> <laughs> no at least like not look high. ariel is some kind of like miracle worker not only does she put up with the children she manages <laughs> to teach the children and spend time with them on a regular basis like infinitely more patience than I have ever possessed in my entire do we, life together. Do we have uh, troublemakers in, in class, um, or are they mostly all good and they listen to you? Not this year. Last year, wow. that was the horror story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> year, uh, tables thrown. Oh my gosh! Thrown, running out the room. Yeah, that's and like these are seven eight? years old. Like they're seven, they're throwing things at you. Like Jesus, throwing tables. Like what the fuck? I can't. I, I can't. I literally can't make this stuff up. <laughs> like Ariel needs her own podcast of the shit that has happened to her. Like in between that and like that teacher that your partner teacher that you'd worked with, like whoever that other lady was, who I think. Yeah. In the entirety of the school year, showed up for like a class a week, maybe if we're lucky. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, like uh, I'm pretty sure her students knew the substitute way better than they knew her. Well, the substitute, yeah, like the it got to the point where the kids were like, "Yeah, she's not gonna come to school." I'm like, "Why? <laughs> why do you think she's not coming to school tomorrow?" Well, because it's Friday. <laughs> she doesn't come. On Friday. <laughs> it's like oh, she wants oh. her three day weekend, so she just doesn't show up. Like, just like, and if okay. it wasn't for the massive teacher shortage, I'm sure she would have been fired a long time ago. But because nobody actually cares, she no, gets to keep her job. So. High school, but I don't have to work with her, so that's good. Yeah, thank goodness they gave you like they did something else for you this year because that was a nightmare mm-hmm. and a half. Like, no, I would like again infinitely more patience than I have. Like, we would have been <laughs> burying holes in the backyard at this point. But like a month in, there would have been holes buried in the backyard with like your idiotic coworkers. <laughs> I'm just like, Mm-mm. no. I would probably get. Uh, it's either I'd get fired in like a week, or like I'd have to quit because I I'd commit murder on a child because they just <laughs> tested my patience and I snapped. <laughs> I just I don't know if you could have gotten me in the building. That's the problem. Like, like I would have shown up. First of all, I've never actually set foot in an elementary school. So that would have been a weird experience for me. That's true. You haven't. 
And Everything's very small. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty weird. And it's just like, I, I wouldn't have known what to do with that. But the second we arrive, like the day and like all the kids are showing up. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I oh, would have yeah. now want to come hug the new person no. and they just want to touch you they, and they hover do. all over you. Like yesterday was the first day of school for us. And it, it really is from where I'm standing, like, because I stand at my doorway when the kids come in so I can greet them. But they, the way they come in is, like, they turn the corner from, like, the front office area, and they just come in, like, a swarm down Whoa. my wall. Like, no. locusts in a play. Because <laughs> our school is just, like, this big circle, and so they either go, like, one of two ways yeah. and go around, and it's just, like, so from where I'm standing, it's just, like, a horde of children coming oh, by. Oh, no. <laughs> I would fight a horde of goblins before I would do that. (laughs) I'd fight a horde of goblins with a chopstick before I'd do that. Like, no. Goblins are more appealing and, uh, I guess... (laughs) Less clingy. Yeah. And possibly, based on your last class that you had, Ariel, possibly less likely to throw a chair at me, in all honesty. (laughs) (laughs) Like, your last batch of students were, uh... It's it's nice that they've gone on to different grades. So. Yes, and not my monkeys it's anymore. It's so funny because I go in the hall, hi, and I'm like, hi, keep going to third grade. <laughs> it's like you wave at me like you didn't terrorize my whole life for it's a like, year. Hi, gotta make like sure you didn't act check. like you hated my very existence. Like, there's like, like, but why now are you waving that... at me? Is there a chair that you're just scraping behind you? Like, <laughs> yeah. Hit me. Like no, the thing. scariest thing last year, I had a child who brought in like a box cutter <laughs> and had it in his desk and like was showing it to people. Why? There's seven. What the hell? <laughs> who let him out the house with a box cutter? I apparently, don't pay attention, so I don't know. Because later in the year, he brought kitchen shears. What the hell? It was, yeah, it was really weird, like... The second grade! What the hell? I I am so glad I didn't go to elementary school. Like, <laughs> I don't know I if did, you would have liked that. Like, yeah. That's so fair. I like. I I will say I did go to preschool and kindergarten. Like I did. I did do that. I just didn't, didn't do any of numbered grades. As uh, but I, I, I also I went to. A, I went to a Christian private school too. So like, that was a different kind of a pain in the ass. So, if you had gone to high school at a Christian private school, you would have seen a different type of. Uh... I would have gotten expelled. Like, let's be honest. I would have told somebody to fuck no. off a little. Oh, too you would have, and everyone would be so petty about it. But also, you'd be instead of like guns and knives coming around to the schools, you'd have like painkillers and cocaine and yeah, it would have been like hard drugs rather than <laughs> death. Why? I had a Christian homeschool for high school, so that was fun. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's definitely fair. Ariel and I both have very interesting. Uh, highly religious relatives too so that's uh yeah. i'm glad i don't yeah that's, that's fair that's that's honestly very fair i don't wish it on anyone <laughs> so <laughs> no i mean aaron's got him too yeah yeah it's it's 
that it's just something about really religious white people that just makes you want to turn around and go the other way. (laughs) (laughs) See, I think that's why. It's because I'm not white. Yeah, that's fair. So, like, (laughs) I I, I don't know if you have, like, what crazy relatives in general, but uh, ours are usually religious crazy so uh, yeah. or no mine like, mine they're very start a cult kind of a thing you know they maybe they don't like religions that already exist maybe they start a cult so uh, no the only cult leader that's going to be in this family is either me or my mother um your mom <laughs> definitely she but not a cult a mob like this woman could <laughs> run the mob, mob. and like yeah no hesitation like i would i would pledge my allegiance to her as a mob leader like no questions asked Mm-mm. And just is if your mom and my mom ever meet, like the United States Chaos. doesn't have any more political problems because there's not going to be anybody left. So like it's just going to be like they're going to destroy the United States together, and then it's just like your mom is going to be the one going in with like you know blades in hand through the front doors of the offices, just whacking her way. My mom is going to be the one infiltrating from the back and like poisoning everybody. That's fair. That's because she's the fair. sneaky one from the back. Like you know. My mom doesn't have time or patience for that. She's just, no. Exactly. Your mom's going to be the one whacking her away. Uh, my mom the- would be praying for your mom's souls. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we are. That's fair. That's very fair. So I, my immediate family is not the highly religious part of my family. It's all the extended weirdos that I've never met, but doesn't seem to matter so yeah no we have a lot of uh we have a lot of petty yeah in our in my family ours are ours are more like secretive but they're gonna bitch at you in a way that you're definitely gonna find out about it so (laughs) it's just or or they'll tell me six months after my grandparents died through instagram messenger like by the way by the way (laughs) oh my god you you know those grandparents you had oh yeah they're gone yeah it's just like thanks that's that's great so oh i hope one day my cousin listens to this podcast because i really <laughs> want her to hear how much i don't like these people so it's like y'all uh, don't yeah, have to worry this- about me coming after whatever things you think i'm coming after because i don't <sighs> like you it was weird Misty, you were like in for like a culture shock for my wedding because it's going <laughs> to be so weird with the you know the relig- like the religious white people and then you know your Hispanic and African American people who are a little bit religious very religious too but it's like a totally different side of the coin yeah. so it's See, gonna be that part of your like your new family and everything that will make more sense to me because that's what my high school was like and so like that'll make probably a lot more sense to me than the religious crazy white people <laughs> so because <laughs> like i'm but i'm related to those so like i understand that too so i'm just i'm at this point i'm just so excited to go to your wedding like they could do what they, they whatever they do like that's cool but like i'm just excited to go so i'm kind of scared to get them all together honestly. it'll be an interesting ex- yeah. it's gonna be an interesting situation that's for sure yeah, like I don't, I like I know more about your family than I know about uh, Ray's family, but like it'll be interesting. So, but it, at least Ray's family seems like they're really nice. So, yeah, yeah, because like they, I mean, they seem to really like you at the very least. So, yeah, and honestly, Ray thought his like great grandpa wasn't gonna like me, yeah, because I'm white, yeah, uh, and like totally valid. Like he, he lived for that, <laughs> like. Yeah. 
That's fair. That's valid. It's his great grandfather. Like, yeah, I seen some shit. I, I wouldn't have been upset, like, right? But no, he was like totally chill and liked me, and I'm like, well, to be fair, it's really hard not to like you. Like, come on, you're like the nicest person maybe ever. Granted, people don't know the deep dark, you know, like sarcasm creature that lives within you that I get to hear. <laughs> so, like, because let let me tell you, there's there's like Ariel's very sweet. She's a very nice person, but. Honestly, one day when you snap and you're just gonna start killing people, girl, I'm like I don't know what to do with that. So, like, you know exactly what you're gonna do with that. You're gonna help her hide the bodies. Oh, of course. Like, yeah. Wait, this is established. <laughs> exactly. Of course. Like, come on. Why do you think I became like I went and I majored in archaeology? It's because I know that people in my in my life are one day going to snap. I'm going to have to help them bury bodies. Like, I did this to plan for the future. Exactly. She knows how to get rid of all the evidence. So, you know, like we've, we've got a lot of planned out, so it's fine. It's fine. So, um, we all, we all have strong opinions and, you know, like, (laughs) especially, especially for this movie and Umbridge, you know, like, like the, the lawful torturing of children with blood magic is kind of like something none of us approve of. So, that is the, like the unseen side of the CIA that like you know about but you don't really ever hear about. I I genuinely hope the CIA is not practicing blood magic on children, but it's the United States, so who really knows? <laughs> Some I mean, of the stuff we do in education is pretty torturous, honestly. So. <laughs> Fair enough. So was it in like oh I forgot when it was, but like was it in like in like the the 70s that like the government was like testing people with like lsd to see how they would turn out and they handle yeah. situations so not surprised I'm, if they were doing blood magic on children i mean we recently <laughs> like the u.s and canada just got through finding all of those uh those bodies of ch- native american children yeah. from, like not that long ago so you know it's it's great we li- we live in a you know people wonder why the world's the way it is or why the united states is the way it is like Man, look what I, you did to people to form it like nobody should be surprised <laughs> that this is the way it is like I, i'm so baffled when i meet people from like europe and they're just like oh i would love to move and live in america i'm like why <laughs> like no you don't no you why? don't look the american dream is dead and we're the ones who killed it so like <laughs> no no we're not not our, our generation. generation. No, no, no. There you go. Like the Americans killed the American dream. Like this is <laughs> yes. It's like no, no, no. We the millennials. Our dream was dead before we were born. Like there was nothing to give. We our had dream no was hope. dying. That dream was dying off by the time we hit like elementary school. Yeah, like that. That illusion broke at a at a young age. It shows. That's why we are the way we are. And see, in Gen Z's, the insanity that they are because they just never had any hope. So like, yeah, that, they just that's true. They had zero. no structure to go off of. It's just no. But you know go. what? If if something needs to get done, Gen Z will do it. <laughs> that's fair. I have never that's met fair. anybody more willing to just fully quit a job either. <laughs> They're just like, like okay, bye. I would the amount like. Mind how quickly they will organize to tear someone apart is just amazing mm-hmm. it, it's very <laughs> impressive like the them canceling people like online is impressive because it takes like 24 hours max and then like this person has disappeared off the face of the planet <laughs> it's just like oh shit okay 
Go so, mess with Gen Z, man. Yeah, they have, they I, have I weaponized like, technology and social media, and it's just like we've just gotten lost in it. Like they weaponized that shit. And I'm just like, okay. I I use my my social media for you know purely fun reasons. Yeah, they use it as a weapon. Yes, yes, they do. It's I, it's I, it's impressive I, as it is terrifying. And it's just like, I sure. remember a time. I remember a time where we, I. We're all just like, oh, I can't wait till millennials are in office in the government because, like, you know, because we know how to fix things. Now I'm just like, I want Gen Z in office because yeah, they can get close. Yeah, our generation. Yeah, just, just go to Gen millennials. We've, we've been through enough. Just put Gen Z in office and see how quickly they get shit done. It's We're like, too tired know. to take off. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like the idea of holding like a position with like a sincere amount of responsibility is just awful sounding, unappealing, completely like, unappealing, completely. It's just put Gen Z in office, like let's just just go for it. Like don't let let's not wait until like the boomers and the you know all of that and the Gen X and everything get out now. The attitude that they have now, I want that in office, like right here, right now. Like let's <laughs> just put that in office that gen z has because in all honesty and like their like their willingness to just quit if they get pissed like or if they don't like something for one thing i can't fathom that because my my first instinct is how do you pay your bills how are you paying i know that's bills? my first question i'm like do you have a backup set do you have a plan b set in motion that you can quit plan a and they don't seem to but yet they're fine and i'm like <laughs> what kind of bullshit backwards <laughs> luck is this I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, okay. They just walk in and be like, here's my resume. When do I start? Yeah. (laughs) My siblings are Gen Z. It it is scary the amount of boldness that they have. And I'm like, okay. They're like, (laughs) they they told me like, we're going to come out to our parents during quarantine over the holidays. I'm like, uh... Your extraordinarily religious parents. Look, yeah, okay. my in quarantine bold. when you can't bold. leave. I'm like, I can't even go over there to defend y'all. What the? <laughs> yeah, that's who. Yeah, that that's a lot. That's a lot, and that's but that's bold as hell, and that's that's so Gen Z though. Like that's <laughs> really Gen my Z. My sister is a weird mix. She's like she's a cusper of like millennial and Gen Z. So yeah. like sometimes she and I will think alike, and sometimes she'll do things. I'm like okay, was <laughs> <laughs> like oh okay. It's like you slightly a different generation. All right, mm-hmm. so like if you if you remember VHS tapes. But also, like, grew up with, like, Instagram. It's two very different things, but with a small window of crossover. It's yeah. very strange. And it, it has resulted in a an odd but terrifying hybrid of people <laughs> between those generations. It's just like, hmm. Because, like, they won't remember things like um, the Millennial it, New Year of, like, 2000. Like, that happening. Like, they won't remember that. But, like, yeah, and, like, Y2K. But yet, they absolutely rem- had a collection of, like, VHSs or, like, Game Boy Color games and stuff like that. And it's All just because like, they were hand-me-downs from their si- their older siblings, if they had older siblings. That's true. That's very true. So, but, you know, it's, I don't know, it's weird. The whole world's weird. The whole world's going to hell, and we're gonna, we're, you know, like, we're gonna we're watch We're going Umbridge. down with it. We're going down like, with we're, it. Like, we're about to watch Umbridge, which is just, like, if... If you could take the American political system and turn it into a person, like, 
education system for sure yeah the american education system as a person is umbrage because holy shit i I cannot wait to hear you say them oh (laughs) yes so i was so excited that you picked this one to be on and i'm like having a teacher on to deal with umbrage Mm. goblet of fire is my favorite movie even though it's i know people say it's dumb and trash and whatever but i love it (laughs) And, uh, but five was my favorite book. And this is like the bastardization of my favorite book. Yeah. <laughs> five was my favorite book too. And it's just like, but it, look, it's my favorite book for a very specific reason. That's because of the, it has the most serious black content in it. So like, that's why it's Maybe. my favorite book. So it was my least favorite book. Really? Yeah. Okay. Why? This had the most... Why it was your- real confusing for me, like, the first couple times I read it, because I'm going like, I what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Once they like, get the, being in the Ministry of Magic, it gets really turned around for, like, a while. I'm just like, I'm so fucking confused. I don't, like, I thought I understood what was going on, and I'm completely not. <laughs> Getting told that giant brains are, like, attacking Ron does kind of <laughs> Like, that's fair. Like, that, that is genuinely fair. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, that's, okay. <laughs> And yeah, and like how the time turners didn't like just send them all scattered oh. through different parts of time is something I, I I'll don't. never understand. But also at the same time, like in the movie, you don't see any of that either. Like that no. is just all skipped right over. And it's just like, oh, okay. Like I have all so many issues with four and on when it comes to uh um what like they left of- out of the movies yeah. from the books. Yeah. Like, four and on, there's so much that they should have kept in. Yeah, mm. they finally got their shit together in seven and just, like, split it. And they're like, this yeah. needs to be more than one movie. Like, you could have done seven in one movie, and you could have split five into two, and it would have made much more sense as a movie. Four yeah, and five, yeah. The camping trip. Uh, <laughs> that was the worst part of reading the book, too. It was, like, this just epic like lord of the rings style but like budget version of like a journey <laughs> through camping and it's just like like reading their camping journey was like reading a dollar store version of lord of the rings and it's just like i i you get so bored of it and, and then it was just petty drama between the trio at that point and it's just like that started to really drive me nuts and it's just like okay well and if you've never watched if never read the books like having i had to like pause the movie when i was showing this to my fiance i'm like so this is what happened yeah <laughs> like, let me interject and know. tell you the entire backstory of what the fuck is happening at this moment like, the- like i don't i don't really understand what happened and i'm like okay that's because i cut a lot of crap out yeah they did like all of that stuff with grindelwald and like all of that stuff mm. about dumbledore too like they cut all of that and it's just kind of like okay because i they was actually watching in the most important parts the fourth one with the gillyweed the fifth one with the room of requirement like come on yeah they cut they cut a lot like with uh seven they cut out so much but they changed i i was watching a video actually yesterday about what they changed about grindelwald from the seventh book versus uh you know like later on in in the movies when they made that movie is in the movie grindelwald in the seventh one gives away the location of the elder wand that dumbledore has it to voldemort and in the book he didn't do that he died with that secret 
and he took yeah. it to the grave. And I'm just like, and they were like, they kind of like ruined any character development Grindelwald in the Fantastic Beast series will have, but like for the movies by ruining his character in the movies by having him like ultimately betray and uh, Dumbledore. Right. And so, like, there's no redemption arc there. There is in the book because he he kept the secret, but like in the movies, there's not. So, I'm like, that's a really good point that I absolutely didn't put together because I don't really remember much about Grindelwald from the seventh Harry Potter book. So, <laughs> but to be fair, they didn't really touch on him all that much either. So we, we just, didn't get a lot of Grindelwald history. Yeah, <laughs> which is unfortunate, just because their history seems really interesting. And like, I really, it's if if they would have. Many for many reasons, I will not be watching the rest of the Fantastic Beast series. <laughs> Neither but will it, I, even though like it's it's there going. Just just watch the last one, even though I'm like no. And it's just like and but they destroyed the American Wizarding World, and it sucks. It sucks I know. so much. It's not captivating at all. It's not, and like she built she built like a beautiful like mm-hmm. Wizarding World for Britain and. But it's very clear that the American Wizarding World that she made is very much what a British person's take on the, on America. But they have never <laughs> looked at a book or a Wikipedia, been to the United States, has, like, seen a show set in America. Uh, you know, like, none of that. It's a very British version of America. Back in the beginnings of the universe when Ariel and I were doing our associate's degree together. Uh <laughs> Ariel and I made an American Wizarding World, and it was much better. Just, just to brag about us, okay? Like it was much better. And like, I'm sure it was, since y'all are fans and not just true. Very We're true. all about it, the fixing use. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's very, very true. Like we, we, but you know, like it was we pulled from actual like lore and stuff like that and we brought in a lot of like native american like lore and stuff into it and everything like that and the fact that there is no way in hell that our entire country only has one american wizarding school because it doesn't like i don't give a fuck what anybody says it does not have just one wizarding school there is no way in hell that those people in Texas are sending their kids to like Massachusetts. There There's is no not. There's no way. There's no. no way that the people over in California are like, yeah, go to the East Coast. Like, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. Texas Especially, like Texas schools. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, no, Texas, I'm probably pretty sure Texas has its own wizarding school. Like, it just probably has its own wizarding school. Like, honestly, like, the. the Hogwarts is for the UK. Yeah. That's, that's like, where does, it how much of the US, where does the, there you go. I was say, how much of the US does the UK cover? Like that little section of like the East Coast, probably the Northeast. It fits so make, like the UK would go to Idlemore. Yeah. Like, imagine going there. Imagine how big Ilvermorny would have to be. To accommodate how many students there would be. Like, it, it would be no bigger than the largest university. It yeah. makes no sense to have that magnitude of a school in Massachusetts where, like, the state is, like, the size of three counties in L.A. Like, like in California. And everybody in Massachusetts would just have to be magical. Like, because everybody who lives there to go to the school. Like, it would have to be bigger than the largest university in the United States if you're talking about, like, the like the percentages of, like, magical to non-magical people. How many more people we have 
than the UK. And it's just like, that would have to be most of the population of Massachusetts at that point. Like, <laughs> the school that I went to here in Florida was 60,000 students. It would probably have to be a school like the size of this university here. And it's just like, because that's a lot of kids. Like, even at a low percent of like, I don't know, 3% or something like that, it's still a lot of fucking kids. And for how many years? That it is, too, because it's not like it's just one year. It's seven fucking years of these kids at this school. And it's just like, no, it's there's no way it accommodates just one. So, no. As much there's as no I... Way. As much as I like the way, like, the houses are named and stuff like that, like, for Ilvermorny, I will let Ilvermorny exist, but it's probably one of, like, five wizarding schools in the United States, so. And that's just the United States. Canada has probably at least two, and then, because you know one of them is, like, a Bobatons offshoot. Like, you know. <laughs> one of the one in Montreal. Kind of- the one in, Mon- no, sorry, the one in Quebec City or Montreal, one of the yeah. two, is going to be the Bobaton spinoff. Yeah, and then the other one, I'm assuming the one in Mexico is probably in Mexico City and probably, like, bases a lot of it, like, their magic's off of the lore of, you know, like, through, like, the Aztecs and, like, the probably the Mayans and, like, Their the... school is in the Aztec temples, like, those big-ass scenes that yeah. they built. That and, would like, be so that's cool. Why, that's why, that, that's <laughs> why like, it's all cordoned off to the tours that you just can't go and you cannot touch the ruins when really it's just, we actually have school Shit. Here. Okay. <laughs> now I want to be a wizard, but I want to be an American wizard, and I want to have the ability to do an exchange program. <laughs> like shit. So, and you know, like American wizarding world would be so different. Like, yeah. you know, like the even if we used wands and stuff like that, which we might not, we might, we might not, depending on how like strong the colonial roots are in that. But you know, like I don't also believe that the other schools are all using wands and stuff like that too. So. Because that wouldn't make much sense. So, because like the Asian countries, I can't imagine are using like European style wands. Like that would be weird. So, but then again, according to her, there's only like seven wizarding schools in the world. So, or like it's. I, I feel like in the, I feel like in the U.S. The, the 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 wands would be whatever is the current source of communication. The ones in Florida would be made out of alligator. <laughs> 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 the ones in Texas, there's two. The ones made out of armadillo shell. <laughs> you know what? You know you know what LA is made out of? <sighs> not not California, just LA. It'll be made of like soy and hemp and weed. <laughs> oh, weed one! <laughs> you know that's what LA is gonna have. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, absolutely, absolutely. It's some oh vegan, God. you know. It's some vegan, highly, you know, earth-friendly material consumer-made wands. Biodegradable. Yeah. If they break. Bio- <laughs> Your wand, you have to replace <laughs> it like every couple years. This is just falling apart. Oh my god! Because capitalism. It oh, has to. That's the worst we- part is you know there's capitalism strongly in the American wizarding world. Like they you make got that wand-, wand, but it's a discount wand. <laughs> Mass produced. American wizarding factories. Now that's a nightmare. <laughs> that's just ugh, that's a horrible, horrible thought. So But we can go ahead and start watching the Order of the Flame Flame Bird. Flame Flame Bird. <laughs> Look, it was a whim that made me type that. And in all honesty, like it works. Okay. I love it. So 
Now, wait a minute. This movie came out in 2007. Didn't we just get through doing trivia that tell, told us that Up came out in 2007? Are you nine. fucking telling? 2009. Nine? You're telling me that Harry Potter was still coming out when Up was coming out? Like, that's... Yep. No. Yep. No. Up should have come out, like, four years ago, max. Like, mm-mm. <laughs> not Not in, like, 2000. That's the... No. Mm-hmm. No. It's been a while. Take that I think back. This is the first one I actually got to see by myself. Order of the Phoenix? Without, yeah, a parent. Yeah. <laughs> Without a parent. I, I, I don't really recall watching the first one. I remember watching the second one because we had to leave in the middle of it. And that just pissed me off. Actually, we didn't leave in the middle of it. We left at the moment of Tom Riddle's like weird spirit creature from the diary like writing his name and it turns into i am lord Voldemort. we had ah. to leave like right at that point and i i remember watching the other movie like like three and four but i don't remember when i saw them but uh i remember going to see five and then knowing i i was like stealing myself because i knew i was gonna have to watch Sirius die <laughs> and i was just like oh god and i was just like and it was just equally as devastating as you know like in the movie to watch it as it was in the book and it's just like damn I saw the first one in theaters like a, a week or two after it had come out, mm. and then ever since then, I like from two and on, I went to every single midnight premiere. I didn't go to any of the midnight premieres. I went, I, I went dressed up at all of them, not like yeah. majorly, but like I was. I wore my at the time Gryffindor robes. Um, for the fourth one, I had made a. a I had a, my mom make me a bag, and I had like put like HP on it and felt with like a lightning bolt and I put leaves all around it. Oh, and I took the fourth book with me to yeah. the movie. So my my friend and I were just flipping through the book, trying to follow along the movie. We're like, wait, 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 you're going too fast! <laughs> <laughs> like you've skipped whole chapters. <laughs> <laughs> like let me skip forward a hundred pages. Right. <laughs> but to be fair, like the fourth and fifth book are huge, and like I think they're bigger than seven, and it's just like those. Are movies you should have split like corporate greed did us well by them wanting to like span it out and then breaking the last movie into two movies so like that was nice but in all honesty like it, it would have been nicer if they would have done it with the other movies could it like you could have done it a little sooner so especially four and five really set up everything else yeah like four they skipped like a a lot of like the tasks and like stuff like that and like you know you can kind of get away with that but five had so much that really set up especially the last book and it's just kind of like okay because like Sirius's death in the movies doesn't really have much of an impact because he didn't have like a huge relationship and moment on the screen with harry whereas in the books he did you know and he was a much bigger part of it and everything and like i didn't sob over Sirius's death because he didn't mean anything okay like come on <laughs> like, like don't do this to me of course i don't know how great of a judgment i could be i cried during reading new moon when edward cullen left so like i clearly have terrible taste so can i say how much anxiety new moon gave me when i was reading it i was having fucking anxiety attacks like Flipping through the pages, like I would finish a page, I'm just like, my heart is just pounding. I'm like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. I was like, are you fucking okay? I'm like, I don't know, you don't get it. This book, I'm like, my 16 year old dumb self is going, this is insane. And I'm, that's fair. 
Like I at, at sixteen, New Moon hit hard. Okay, like it was it was devastating. Oh, but God. I read that he left, and then I read like, and I was just like, he's not really leaving. And then when I got to the like, oh no, he fucking left her in the woods. <laughs> I I literally just flipped to the last pages to see if he was in it, and he was, and he was, and I'm just like, okay, it's fine. He's coming back. <laughs> I need reassurance. He's coming back. Yeah, and it's just like it, it's fine. He's coming back. The like that. I just I immediately just flipped the whole book. I sobbed for a little while, and then I flipped the book over, and I'm like, no, it's fine. He's coming back. So and the, but I did put the book down for like several days at that point. Like I was just like I was I was pissed at the book, and I'm just like because for some reason in my idiotic teenage brain, Edward Cullen was amazing, and it's just like that was. <laughs> I don't have great taste in men, okay? Like, let's be fair. Because my backup choice was Jasper, which isn't great either. And Jasper? I'm sorry. is ten times better. Oh, no, than- he's better than Edward. But, like, literally, Edward's, like, the bar of standard of Edward Cullen is in the ground. It's not on the ground. It's in it. <laughs> and, like, you have to get a shovel to dig it out. So Jasper could be just be, like, the bar could be on the floor with Jasper. And, like, it's still a lot better. So, you know, like, yeah, yeah. But in it, like, it took me rereading the series to like Jacob because I didn't like Jacob through pretty much any of it. So, but I hate love triangles. So, and it's just like you know. But uh, like my my Harry Potter people are Draco Malfoy and Sirius Black. They're not great. Okay, (laughs) let's be fair. I am aware of that. I have like a a fictional guy type. They're toxic. Okay, (laughs) they toxic. Like. Seriously, I've got I've got Draco and I've got Sirius. I've got it's no longer Edward Cullen, but it is Jasper. And like, if you're looking at My Hero Academia, I've got Dabby, <laughs> and he like it doesn't get much more toxic than that man. I love him. I love Toya Toyoroki, but fuck, <laughs> it don't get much more toxic than this than this man, you know. And it's just like I mean. They've always been that way, though. Like, that's just that's just my taste is they're just they're toxic or they're short. And like, there's no in between (laughs) because like Edward Cullen and Toshiro from like Bleach and everything. Those are not toxic people. They just real short for some reason. And like, they're fine. So now I I have to ask, is Tamaki your favorite from From Auron? No, he's not. Oh, that's right. It's it's, it's twins. Yeah. Yeah, It's specifically Hikaru. Like specifically, I don't know why. For the same reason, I don't know why Fred is my favorite twin. Like I, do, you have a favorite. I can't explain it, but I have no. a favorite twin. No, I get it. He grew totally. Yeah, but like more recently, when I actually like rewatch the series, I'm like, no, why didn't I ever go for Kyoya? Kyoya's usually the one I go for. Yeah, Kyoya. <laughs> is amazing but like and like Tamaki I could see why everybody was drawn to Tamaki but he really kind of annoyed me for a while he did annoy me um, for a while you know and I was just like but it was Hikaru and I'm just like again not not great like I love the twins not great none of them are great but like still I don't have like my fictional men are allowed to be as like much terrible people as they want because they're not real you know like real men like i don't date for a reason <laughs> like no thank you but like my, my fictional men are allowed to be like as toxic as they want like even my comic book tastes of like jason todd are like that's yeah he just straight kills people like it's fine <laughs> so it's not it's not great so see my my standards for my fictional men has like blown through the roof and yeah. that's what I want reality to be, and I know it's not. So for whatever reason, my re- my track record in reality is shit. 
And both of us are saying that to somebody who is wonderfully engaged, to someone who is very nice to her, (laughs) to someone who is very supportive of her. She lucked out. Ariel lucked out. I'm I'm still getting Uh, up and Misty just like not even participating. I met him at an anime club. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's a great start. Like right there. Like how did you meet at an anime club? Like immediately 10 out of 10. The best, no, the best part of that story is that it was the cosplay day. So he had his Akatsuki cloak and that tells you my taste in in fictional men there. (laughs) Naruto. (laughs) Mm, you want to talk about toxic men like (laughs) (laughs) different levels of toxic his dad legit told him that day you if you keep wearing that you are never going to get a girlfriend (laughs) he's gonna get a wife out of it instead so (laughs) and he came home with my number that day with his cloak like he still has that cloak it's actually been signed by crispin freeman Oh, that's cool. Uh, nice. It, he made fun of me, though, because, like, when I met the man, I'm like, I can't even say anything to you. <laughs> um, he could wear that for your wedding, you know? It is red and black, so. <laughs> that doesn't quite fit with the Star Wars theme, but yeah. I mean, make it a Star Wars slash Naruto theme. Like, <laughs> like it's fine. You know, you, you can, uh, he can wear, like, that hat that Itachi wears and the cloak and everything like that. And then you can have, like, your uh, Leia, like, hair buns and everything like that. Like, what's, like, why not? I think he you would legitimately kill me if I made him dress up like Itachi. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. A little, That's bit fair. Of, little bit of jealousy there. <laughs> That's fair. I'll get an ice sculpture in the shape of Itachi and a life size for you instead. No, in the Texas heat in the summer, it will melt. Oh, that's that's fair. That's fair. I, you know, because like, well, if you get hot, you could just hug it. <laughs> so, I'm gonna need y'all to help me build like a set of nice bat wings. So when I finally find my future husband, he can wear them at the wedding, and I can fulfill my fantasy of bat wings. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> we can do that. I mean, like at this point, you shouldn't be surprised any of the weird shit that I'm willing to do. Like we just got through having a conversation today about me building a giant flower arrangement in the shape of a shark. If you got eaten by a shark, I was going to put it at your funeral and like, it's going to cover part of your casket and make it look like the shark like, is eating your casket. So, you know, like, Oh, I forgot to amend that part in the, in the, in the conversation. I don't want a casket. I want you putting me on a ship to set me on fire. Oh, Viking style. Okay, yes. Cool. I want Viking style. So, so shark literally eating ship. I could get a real shark. <laughs> Full circle. You know. I get it attacked by a shark. Yeah, <laughs> let it finish the job. Like, come on now. So you know, if it eats you, and if it eats you, like, then that's great because then you don't have to pay for a funeral. But we can go ahead and start watching the Order of the Flame Flame Bird. We begin. The flame Flame Bird. Flame Flame. It's going to be in our bloopers. Flame Flame. The logo is getting creepier. Yeah, the movies get darker as the, as we go through our years at Hogwarts. Yeah. The Harry Potter, like, the theme music as it starts is still the best, one of the best sounds just ever. So nostalgic. <laughs> it is. One of the only days in England that it's sunny. <laughs> like, <laughs> look at it all. It is. It's, it's, it's for England. Like, that's for like... A- 
a place that rains as much as it does like geez that's a lot yeah, like, that like could texas be mistaken right for my backyard it does look like texas it just it looks like texas like on an everyday situation <laughs> like that is the most depressing park like they're just that's there's like three things in it literally not even the children are playing and it's just like okay what am i supposed to do with that right <laughs> and harry's already wearing the same shirt that he'll wear for the next several movies but what is dudley wearing like <laughs> dudley saw one show <laughs> off of mtv and like that was it and like that's what's ha- like he's wearing a chain and like some kind of like I don't like how many layers is that kid wearing too? At least two shirts. At least two shirts. Like and it's the summer and, and like England does hit a hundred degrees. Like come on now. So like why would you? This fucking why? dickhead of a kid. Where's your mom? Where's your mom? Like literally, J.K. Rowling literally just went just as hard as possible when she created Dudley. How awkward it would be to stand there, like as the actors, and like threatening somebody by holding a stick to them, like yeah. <laughs> well, you read that's why like Robert Pattinson held his wand like a gun oh because God. this is not so threatening dumb. feeling. Just like you're holding a pencil, like yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that he can keep up with Harry. <laughs> that's yeah like but he's practicing boxing at this point isn't he isn't that one of the reasons like he had lost weight in the series is that he his parents had enrolled him to boxing to deal with his anger issues and he was now built more like like he's still like heavier like the, he is but he was built more like a a boxer too i guess if i remember correctly yeah i think so so it might give him more stamina you know like it i i would have died like running that far <laughs> like so like i'm just impressed more than anything did you guys notice that the dementors got creepier as the Isn't movies that great? went on like they, they they went creepier and it's just like oh i didn't think you could they look more like the wraiths from lord of the rings now yeah also this is really the first time you see them physically touch anyone either because, like, they never touched anybody before. And, like, they're actually physically holding Harry, like, in midair. Yeah. I think this one has... I think they have, like, a, a grudge against Harry for whatever reason. Probably. Other than they follow Voldemort. So, yeah. he is enemy number one. Yeah. I'm sorry, but in this moment, like, Harry's getting attacked by the Dementors with his cousin and everything. He's pulling up his happiest memory at this moment in a way that he can concentrate on it. Yes, like, I, and I, this I, is... Like, I can't do that. How? And it's supposed to be like a stag there because that was kind of the whole point in the trial later. Yeah. It's like it's fully corporeal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he's supposed to have this, a, a full blown stag, but yeah, they pretty much never show Harry's stag either. Like no. they, because they don't show it in the third one either. Not, not, I think like for a split second they show it in uh, when Harry was back in time, but that was about it. So, yeah. yeah. Look how close together these houses are. Like, there is no division of yard or anything. I think that would drive me nuts. Also, Harry, sweetheart, what kind of way is that to help somebody walk? <laughs> you have him, like, 
hugging. Like, if this was a woman, he would be hugging your boobs. Like, my dude, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, like, that's that's such how, how is he supporting him? How is he supporting Dudley when he's, like, already, like, crouched over? Yeah, like, stand up straight, arm over the shoulder, like... What is wrong with you? Harry's back is going to kill him in the morning. Oh, absolutely. Oh, look, Ambitunia is me right now. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Vernon is me, though, like, standing there with the freezer open, just eating ice cream, like, no, that that was me living in Texas. That's me living here. Why is Ambitunia's dress so fucking short? She's low-key, like, a slutty 50s housewife. Like, come on. He, Dudley looks like he's about to throw up slugs. <laughs> that was the most disgusting part in any mo- of the movies, was the slugs. I kind of wish that they did do that, just as a, as a spoof. <sighs> I still think they tr- treated Dudley very wrong, like in the first movie, so. It, like, this letter has lipstick on. Like, the wax turned into, like, beautifully done <laughs> lipstick, but still lipstick nonetheless. Now, who's the one giving this memo to him? Like, the voice? It's not Umbridge. Oh, there we go. Filda Hopkins. Whatever. Filda Hopkins. Some really British name. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand why Vernon is so happy that Harry got expelled from the place that he gets to stay away from them from. Like, they were always trying so hard to keep him out of Hogwarts, but I'm like, he leaves you alone for, like, nine months out of the year. Why would you, you want don't him have to, to stay? Like, yeah, like, you don't like him anyways. Yeah. Like, you like, think that he'd be happy to get rid of him. You would think so, but I don't know. Like, it's it's really weird to me. Oh, look, more of Harry's little drawings. So many of Owl's. <laughs> <laughs> like Harry must get so bored he's over there just sketching owls like come on like he, what did he do buy these no like Harry sketched drawings of owls just for hours on end granted what else are you gonna do so poor Cedric I know poor Robert Pattinson he really just <laughs> His life just took a terrible turn after that movie. Like, Voldemort killed him so hard, he ended up a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) One that sparkles. And then he became Batman. Let's not talk about that. That's terrible. I'm so tired of Batman movies. I'm sorry, but the, the key for this door is inside the room with Harry. Like he's locked in this room, but he's looking at the key. Yes. Yes. What? Well, how does that work? Because <laughs> that'll keep him locked in. Oh yeah. Here's the key, Harry. Lock yourself in the room for us, dear. And he's just like, "Why are you people in my house?" Also, how mistrusting I would be of looking at Moody after everything that <laughs> happened in the fourth book. Like, um, I've never had a real conversation with you. Sorry. Um, who the fuck are you? And he just kind of settles into it. Like, he's known him for so long. Like, literally every conversation that they had during fourth year was actual moody. And, like, only an imposter for, like, the last hour. They have Harry's broom. Like, they got Harry. Wasn't Harry's broom, like, in his room with him a minute ago? Where did they get Harry's broom? That that can't have been his firebolt, because that was 
And it's got the little like designs of the fire. Yeah, bolt, that, that looks like an older broom, not not a fire bolt. Because the fire bolt and it's is just a like, lot wait, more. If it is a different broom, why didn't Harry just get to use his fire bolt? Like, why did you bring a spare broom when you know he has? Oh, one? I know. So he can keep up with them, so they can all go at the same speed. Because the fire bolt would <laughs> be all at the very fucking front by now. Y you're asking wizards for logic, forethought, planning. <laughs> These wizards, no. <sighs> It's sheer dumb luck. I would love to ride a broom over that. That would be really cool. Over I wouldn't want to fall into the river because apparently it's very gross, but still. <laughs> I, like, at, at this point, they're arriving at Grimald Place for the very first time. I, the, a hill I will die on is that this is not the Black family's ancestral, like, main property. Like, I will die on this hill. You're telling me the Malfoys have a manor? And the Blacks, who were so prejudiced against muggles, voluntarily only have a main residence in a neighborhood full of them? Absolutely not. There is some kind of, like, extra properties or something somewhere. I will die on that hill. And, because there's no way Valberga was willingly, like, here, surrounded by all of these muggles. If in like, like townhouse, <laughs> yeah, and like in a townhouse of all things, like they might have stayed for like you know, like it was the only property that was available or something like that. But like, there's also nothing saying because like uh, Sirius would have inherited once his parents died and everything, because apparently all the blacks are just dead. But uh, he would have inherited the title of like Lord Black and everything like that. But you, there's an idea too that because when he was thrown in jail, he was like 21, 22, something like that. His grandfather would have still been alive at the time and probably was Lord Black, not his dad. So, like, there, maybe there's a manor property somewhere, like, in on the island somewhere. Or even in, like, France or something like that, um, where they have, like, another property that's, like, the ancestral home and stuff like that. Because the Potters had one, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't just that cottage. Like, they had their own, like, property where uh, James's parents lived, so... I read a lot of Pottermore a long time ago. So, <laughs> I want but to you know, like that. I, I want to interject yeah. that with that. Can I say how annoyed I am with Molly that she doesn't let these kids in on anything that's going on? Yeah, it's really like, annoying. These issues, like these things, directly involve Harry and his life. If you it's, want to it's... keep him alive and not unalive him, like you got to keep him in the loop. Yeah, it's really like. Over the next, like, couple of, like, books and everything like that, Molly really pissed me off. Because she was so gung-ho about excluding Harry from absolutely everything. And it's just, mm -hmm. like, he's the one who faces Voldemort. He's the one who gets attacked. By hiding everything from him, you're just putting him in more danger. Like, that's so stupid to me. Like, why would you do that? And it's just, like, because it's the same thing I have a problem with those horror movies that do that, too. Where, like, the, the guy is, like, a, a, an FBI agent or whatever. And something's coming after him. And he voluntarily doesn't tell his wife and children that there's danger right. coming for them. So they get into terrible situations because you don't tell them. It's just, like, maybe you should <laughs> tell them when they're in danger. And they can look for it. Have you stayed married when you don't communicate? Fair <laughs> point. And... Why? How does how does Hermione know that? How does Hermione know the origins of the Order of the Phoenix? She didn't read that in a book. She's eavesdropping. I bet you she's eavesdropping on people. She's secretly using those of the extendable ears that the that the twins made, just not telling anyone, and then keeping up face of reprimanding everyone when they do use them. 
Like people <laughs> should be really happy and glad that Hermione didn't become best friends with the right. twins instead. Because like <laughs> the pure shit that would have happened with her genius and their genius, but with the chaotic energy thrown into it. <laughs> holy Lord. Like Voldemort wouldn't have known what's coming for him, but none of the rest of the wizarding world would have They'd either. They'd be unstoppable. They'd be no. 100% unstoppable. Why did the Weasley twins have to make the extendable ears look like actual ears? Like, that's... Like, I know they don't have a concept of, like, headphones and everything like that, but, like, still. It's, it's kind of creepy looking. Could it's it like Hermione a... or at least Harry think, like, yeah. hey, let me bring a microphone <laughs> and just kind of mean... bring it down, what? listen to the what headphones, everyone. Would it not everyone. work with all the magic? Like, yeah, because you have to, like, factor in the fact that the magic doesn't work. But, like, at the same time, too. Because, like, this takes place in the late 90s, I think. So, like, how much technology do they have available to them at the time? Because, like, I would have just bought a cell phone and been like, hey, my letters aren't getting out. I'm going to fucking call you. So. (laughs) But then again, you'd never get me to walk into Hogwarts that didn't have the ability to access some kind of internet. Well, at least some kind of ability to make a phone call. Because, like, that would get really old. I can't go yeah. back to living in the 90s where, like, I, you know, like, you had to call somebody's fucking house phone. It's like, like a I have or whatever. an urgent question and I don't want to send an owl. It's going to get back to me in, like, Nature's days. slowest <laughs> flying bird. <laughs> I need to call my mom now. Right? Not yeah. three days from now. <laughs> Can you imagine how pissed, like, if... If you were a muggle student and you went to Hogwarts for the first time and you didn't know that, like, your phone and everything didn't work there, how pissed your parents would be? Because it would take weeks before they would hear from you again. Like, there would be a march on Hogwarts of angry muggle parents. (laughs) My mom would throw a shit fit. She'd probably have a heart attack and then sue the school for giving her a heart attack. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Oh, with my mom, like that would have not gone well. I, as a teacher, I have a 24 hour return to calls and emails from parents. So I can only imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I, I can't imagine, like, how pissed the parents would be. But also, like, as the kids, like, you would know your parents are freaking out and, like, you would kind of freak out too and be like, okay, but I have to contact them. How do I do that? Because this isn't going to go well. First of all, your thought would be like, I'm going to get grounded with an inch of my life. But at the same time, who the hell wants to only be able to communicate with somebody through written owls every couple of weeks? It's just like, that would get old so quickly. Like, as romantic as it is, but no. Owls are, like, really stupid, too, because they had so many problems training those owls to carry the stuff from one place to another. Like, how did this whole society manage to train owls to know ad- all these different addresses? It's just not... not yeah, and, like, they know code names, too, because Harry was writing to Padfoot for a while. And it's just like, that's putting a lot of faith in this owl. Like, that's a lot of faith and trust pixie dust into this owl. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay... I, like there has to be any like Hermione spent like an afternoon and created those coins that the DA could communicate through 
Like she invented, she invented texting like in an afternoon, like, come on now. Like if you can get that to work, there has to be a muggle equivalent you could have used, you know, like you're just, and I'm sure like if it was all real and everything nowadays with, if Hogwarts existed and stuff like that, give it like an hour or two and you know those muggles would have like those muggle warns would have figured out how to make technology in their cell phones work because they'd be like no oh yeah <laughs> we're not doing this like that's oh, just not happening i know and i love watching arthur weasley like interact with all the muggle stuff yeah <laughs> just like going through the turnstile the train stage is like oh my god what's happening he's like the most wholesome man in this entire series he is <laughs> I absolutely like when Harry was first uh, introduced to the Weasleys and uh, Mr. Weasley asked him what the purpose of a rubber duck was. I was so mad that Harry didn't explain it to him. Like, just take five seconds and explain it to this very nice man what the purpose of a rubber duck is. Like, it makes take- you smile in the bathtub. Yeah. And it's just like, you can squeak it and then like it floats in the bathtub with you. And like, there you go. Like take this man to a dollar store or something. Let him have fun. <laughs> A thrift store, even. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore, is he daft or dangerous? Dangerous. Definitely dangerous. <laughs> Definitely dangerous. I like how the Ministry has, like, a, a statue, like, of a centaur, but yet they classify the centaurs as beasts and not people, so... It's just like, yeah, okay. <sighs> That dude has a fire-breathing creature in a cardboard box. That paper airplane, like, letter sending would drive me nuts, too. First of all, somebody could just snatch it out of the air. I would take a giant net one day and just start swiping them out of offices that piss me off, you know? Like, just, just halt all of your mills for the day. Like, there isn't anything stopping that whatsoever. Okay. The guy on the uh, next to Lucius... What the hell is that fudge? Yeah, that's fudge. Why is he dressed like the Pope? Like, he's dressed like the Pope. Like, that is not. I don't know what to do with that. Oh, Dumbledore. Just inserting himself in things he doesn't need to be inserted into. <laughs> it's just like, you know, you, you, so many other people could have been witnessed for this, but no, it has to be you. I'm being stupid, but how did Fudge get so bad? I government, yeah, like in all yes. honesty, yes. <laughs> the fucking woman is such an idiot. Describe them. Uh, one was skinny. One was not the children. Like, why Why would you want somebody to describe it? Like, do you not know what a Dementor looks like, darling? Because they're controlled by the Ministry. You, what do you think she's going to say? Oh, it looks like a person? Like, no, it looks like a giant demon death creature. Like, come on now. <laughs> and I like how, like, there's no real jury of the peers or anything. It's literally just a wall of government officials and a minor there was no representation for this child. There was no, like, he is an active minor and he is entitled to some kind of representation, you'd like to think, or at least some kind of guardian has to be present. 
Like, I can understand why you wouldn't have the Dursleys, but the Dursleys should be here because their kid was one of the two people that was attacked. Anything school-related, and this is technically school-related, the parent has to be contacted. Like, this is yeah. so not okay. But then again, I don't think the wizarding world really gives much weight to, you know, like, muggles in general and, like, their authority over their children and stuff like that anyway. So, unless it's signing a permission slip to Hogsmeade, then that's a little different, because then that's law. Right. Well, they got, like... 80 people here and only three people actually talk what is the point i mean dumbledore has a point like what the hell is all of this that all of you feel the need to be here dressed up in your weird little cult outfits to judge a like a 15 year old a 15 year old who at the very least recently watched somebody he knows die like leave the poor boy alone isn't that um, Susan Bone's aunt? Yes, I think that's her. The only wizard here with common sense. That's why <laughs> she's the head of the uh, the uh, D. What the hell is it? D M L E. Is that what it's abbreviated to? D M L E. The wizard. The Aurors. She's the head of that department of the Aurors. Oh. I don't think she is at this point, but I think it, towards the end, she's the head of that department. What Does universe is Mad-Eye Moody not drawing the most attention <laughs> out of everyone as they walk through the train station in what is his, obviously like, formation? His, his, his eye! That too. See, now, Peter Pettigrew, when he transformed in the third movie back into a rat, lost all of his clothes... And Sirius transforms wearing a robe. He could have put more on because he, like, they act like he like put it on afterwards. Except for they showed his shadow when he was wearing it, and like he's kind of like holding it like he just put it on. But like he wasn't carrying it. Like there was no robe hanging off of this dog. Like what? What did he do? Transfigure it out of a chair? Turned his fur into a robe. I don't know. Like, you, you couldn't have transfigured some pants or, you know? No, just, just a, a gaudy ass robe. He needs therapy. <laughs> Everyone needs therapy. He in deeply needs therapy. Yeah, that's, okay, that's fair. They all deeply need therapy. But serious, like, they should have gotten him therapy a long time ago, though. That's true. The poor logic of these doors, too, because, like, you can clearly see all of Mad-Eye, but somehow Sirius was just a silhouette. Like, yeah, anyone passing very by true. is not going to see Sirius. That's very true. And, well, I mean, Voldemort has good taste in suits. All right, he kind of pulls it off. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to ride this train. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ani is coming to visit me in September. So we're going to go to the Wizarding World. I'm so excited! Yay! Potter. He's literally... Voldemort was wearing the exact same suit as Draco Malfoy, just with a tie. Like, did they only have one suit? Like, is that what it was? <laughs> Granted, the, like, the black on black, the way they, they wear it, looks really good. Like, you can't, like, I'm never going to complain about that. But, like. Ugh. I hate you. I'm sorry. 
Oh, I do too. Wait, what? Cho. Cho. Oh, yeah, I don't like Cho either. What is Neville holding? What kind of? Oh my god. Some dangerous plant, probably. <laughs> like, what happened to Trevor? Does he still have Trevor? I don't think Trevor is ever mentioned again. <laughs> like, from that first book, I don't recall Trevor being mentioned after the first book. I think you see him briefly in, like, the second movie when they're turning the animals into goblins. But, oh, that's like, true. Never by name. <laughs> that's fair. Never by name, yeah. This Luna being creepy. I can see them, too. And reading an upside-down magazine. Like, okay. Everyone in this series needs therapy. Luna needs it. Like, they, like she... They all just need therapy. Start with Harry. No, start with Snape. Stay, Snape needs help. Like, decades worth of help. <laughs> like, mm. Snape needs a lot of supervision. Snape needs to not be let around children. Yes. Because Snape is... Snape's ass would be fired so fast. Oh. Snape is actively torturing children. To where Neville is more afraid of Snape than Voldemort. Like, Yeah. <laughs> He's more afraid of Snape than literally anything. He's more afraid of Snape than Bellatrix, the person who tortured his parents. Right? Like, that should tell you something. This is true. This is true. <laughs> I love the shot of the table. One of these things is not like the other. Her <laughs> bright pink, everyone else is in black. And isn't Hogwarts a private school? What business does the government have sending a teacher into a private school? This You'll is have to true. forgive me, but I'm pretty sure you can't do that. This is true. Like, last I checked, that's just not how that worked. I could be wrong, but hey. What do I know? Kind words of welcome that you just interrupted. <laughs> Yeah, happy, happy faces. That's what those are. <laughs> so many happy faces. Like, their face, the kids' faces is my face whenever <laughs> new government stuff comes out for school. It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> progress for the sake of progress must be discouraged. What? <laughs> backwards ass thinking is that that's texas thinking right there that's so true <laughs> oh oh boy he's so happy felt just so happy <laughs> i still don't understand how the ministry is allowed to interfere in a private institution I feel like Hogwarts is kind of like those public schools that do have uh, uniforms. That's yeah. what it kind of feels like in this movie to where they're like, the government. It's more like a charter school. 
Yeah. It's, they still get yeah. like their funding from the government. They still have to follow the same standards, but you know they can kind of have a little leeway. Yeah, that that's pretty accurate, actually. Mm. Yeah. This escalated quickly in the movie between Seamus and Harry, and how much like. Yeah, because in the books, didn't she- they like go back and forth for a while before it got to this? They point? did. They they went back and forth for for a bit, and they wasn't this hostile either like it, it it was like words were said but yeah. it was a lot of like passive aggressive stuff like i'm just like, gonna ignore you now and like this is this, this. You said i'm fine ron <laughs> everyone is like mad all the time in this yeah. they are they're always pissed it's just like okay i mean they are 15 at this point yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Like at fifteen, they're just angst and drama and hormones. <laughs> and now we're uh, we're dealing with uh, you know losing a, a fellow student. Yeah, they didn't deal well with that either. Oh, no. just sweep everything under the rug. It's fine. Because Harry has some serious PTSD going on here. He does. And, like, it would be really nice if somebody gave a shit about Harry. They don't, (laughs) but it would have been nice if somebody would have given a shit about about Harry. Even though everyone is counting on Harry to be the one to defeat Voldemort, it's like, you really don't treat him well. No. (laughs) Like, Like, you gotta... (laughs) Expecting this kid. To like to be able to like defeat the darkness and everything, but you treat him like you treated Voldemort, so maybe that should worry you. This woman is a fun sucker. Oh, she is. Study hard. Fuck you. Yeah, study hard. It's just like, I mean, I've I've had teachers that just didn't do their job very well, but. I, I would have walked out of this classroom so quickly. So fast. That book is so outdated. (laughs) (laughs) How do you have a class called Defense Against the Dark Arts and don't teach any defensive spells? Like, then again, at the same time, it reminds me of just taking our statewide testing in uh, Texas. It's just like, how do I have to get tested on this and you didn't teach me any of it? (laughs) She's not even teaching them test-taking strategies. She's just like, read the book. At least Texas does that. Yeah. Yeah, just here, read the book. That's all you need to know. This is one of those things where the questions were taking off of a Google, sh- uh, like a search of like, what kind of questions can I ask about this book? And <laughs> like, that was it. Like when you go on one of those uh, quiz sites or whatever, and you can find the exact like quizzes from that you're, that you're taking like online with the answer sheets and everything like that. Cause that's hilarious to me. Cause I've done that. Like you'll be looking for like answers and stuff like that. And you'll find the exact quiz and you're like, Oh no, they, they just pulled this off the internet. That's fine. <laughs> this, this is a lie. Is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
She screamed my child. That is a violation. Someone write her. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody write this down. She's making more violations than the students are at this point. Like screaming at a child is a violation. Mm-hmm. What? Where, where does the I'm gonna you know have them write with this quill in their own blood? taken from their own body while they're writing fall under. Oh my god. She <laughs> so fired. Like. like. But then again, it's ordered by the government. So. True. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's. Yeah. So there it is. You know, like. It, also, Umbridge, like, less says more. Like the amount of sugar. Like her sugar was also like pink. I don't know how you did that, but, like, her sugar was pink. And it was just, like, okay. How do you make a villain, like, be despised utterly and completely by everyone who's who comes across her and put her in pink? I mean, it's kind of impressive, in all honesty. She has a picture of the Minister of Magic facing her on her desk. Like, it's her husband. She probably wishes. <laughs> Honestly, he's lovingly at it, caresses it when she's drinking her tea for the afternoon. The way she talks about him, though, like like a stalker, (laughs) like an active stalker. Because she doesn't call him Fudge; she calls him Cornelius. Like she's on a BFF. Why why are you all on a first name basis with this guy? That's kind of weird. The look on her face too. She looks like so like concerned. But she's yeah, like, not. It's like, is is are you hurting? And then like she knows and she's trying to like show concern. But like this is truly gaslighting at its best. Like this is like this is almost impressive with the way that she twists this. This is this is some red flag bullshit. Like this is this is the making of a serial killer. Like oh, right yeah. there. Like she is one cracked teacup away from murder. Really? Is that why you treat her like shit? Continuously, you're the most wonderful person I've ever met. Continuously, Ron treats her like garbage throughout the entire series. But no, they get married. It's fine. Yeah, I have two children. No, Harry, you should definitely report that. <laughs> like, uh, I don't want to report it because Dumbledore's got enough on his plate. Harry, darling, there's more teachers than than Dumbledore here. Like, can you McGonagall. imagine the ape shit that McGonagall would go if he walked <laughs> up to her? It's like, hi, um, this teacher used blood magic on me. Um, what do I do about that? And you can prove it with one Virida serum or two that weird um, memory bullshit that uh, Dumbledore keeps in his office. The pensive. Oh, the pensive. With the memory yeah. in it. You could just literally stand there and watch her torture Harry by making him use a blood quill. Like, you know, if you'd like to watch it, you can watch it on HD TV Sync. Like, I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. HD TV Sync. I mean, it's no flat screen, but it's got a pretty clear picture. <laughs> she is barefoot. And, like... In the woods. I know they steal her shoes a lot, but, like, 
sweetie, walk around the castle. Do something. Bring a second pair of shoes, first of all. Or, you know, report that shit. Like, she doesn't seem to care, but, like, at the same time. She's like, yeah, thanks, Luna. I really appreciate the fact that you support the fact that Voldemort's back. Not really sure how that helps me. And when literally I have a teacher that's torturing me and a bunch of other people that have known me way longer than you don't believe me at face value. So. And you're out here with your shoes off in the Forbidden Forest. Like, girl, Forbidden, like, I don't know, floor, forest fungus or something like that. Like, <laughs> like Forbidden Forest splinters or something. And yet she's the best representation for Ravenclaw in the entire series. And isn't that horrifying? <laughs> I love how McGonagall handles herself with Umbridge. And like just the day that she snaps against her is just... I'm, just I'm, a I'm an extinction of the minister himself! Like, what the fuck, girl? Like, if you want to date him already, just do so. Cornelius will need to find out about this. Like, I bet he hates her. Like, I bet Cornelius Fudge hates this woman. He probably sent her to the school to get rid of her for a little while. He's like, nine months without Umbridge? Oh my god. And then just threw her. She probably did volunteer for this, though. And that's horrifying. Oh, hey, Percy. <laughs> That's <Traitor. not> real. <laughs> now, I'm not a fan of Trelawney or her teaching or her subject, but if I had Umbridge sitting in my class, like if I'm teaching a class and I just have her sitting there, like right under me, like just right beneath me, taking notes and questioning everything I say and do, I would just be like, I would also not perform well. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> so the aerial teacher here. on a regular basis this is my life yeah. uh, I actually do have like a principal will come in and they will stand there and they will sit there and they will make notes about how my performance is yeah. okay and it's it's very aggravating but I have to do this every year it, it, and especially when the it's fine when you know the person just sits there and makes their notes and then you talk about it later but when they're like umbrage and have to like weigh in, I'm like, oh my god, could you shut up? This is my classroom. <laughs> like that face, right? <laughs> yeah, in all honesty, like no. This this is my life, y'all. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Like you have to deal with that a lot. I do feel bad for Trelawney when she tries to uh, you know, when she tries to do this and like get kicked out. And she's, like, pleading for them not to let her, to, you know, like, kick her out and everything. And they're just throwing all of her stuff, like, in the courtyard. In front of all the kids, like... Yeah. And there are some kids who actually do enjoy her class and like her as a teacher. Yeah. Uh, n- n- wouldn't be me, but... Wouldn't be uh, me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all, as we descend into further madness and chaos that is the reign of Umbridge Terror, I think we'll leave this here 
and you guys can pick up with us next week as we watch the rest of Order of the Phoenix or Order of the Flame Flame Bird. And uh, we'll see. Well, we're just going to see things get a lot worse, to be honest. And in all honesty, for Harry Potter, his life just really goes downhill from here. So stick around. We'll see you next week. And uh, Ariel will be joining us for the second half. So, And uh, thank you so much to Ariel for joining us. And uh, until next time, guys. Bye-bye. Tune in next week for more fuckery because we have some serious questions and concerns. <laughs> Order of the flame, flame, burn.